0: When I read stories like those of Dana Holland and Christopher Coleman, I feel an intense physical reaction. My stomach tightens, my breathing slows, my head shakes, I experience a profound yearning for justice. And like you, I grieve when I learn of yet another case of injustice. R.C. Sproul expresses this well when he writes, Few things grieve the human soul more bitterly than the taste of injustice. It is one thing to feel the lash of the whip when we are guilty, but to be victims of punishment when we are innocent is exceedingly difficult to bear. We are wired this way by our God. We crave justice. We want what is right. We mourn the miscarriage of justice. We loathe what is wrong. This is a human thing. Yet, as we are painfully aware, far too often our human society falls short of justice. We sometimes don't get it right. The innocent, like Holland and Coleman, are convicted and punished. The guilty escape accountability. Systems designed to bring justice fail, and we find ourselves lamenting, Justice is far from us, and righteousness does not overtake us. We walk in gloom. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at noon as in the twilight. Among those in full vigor, we are like dead men. We hope for justice but there is none. In our grieving and groping, we would like to conveniently blame a legal system for short justice, but we cannot. This is not a legal problem, this is a human problem. We try to get it right and often do, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes, even with the best of intentions, investigation, and deliberation, we get it wrong. And when we get it wrong, we point fingers. We blame systems, we protest, we grieve, but we fail to see the critical reality of how justice falls victim to the human factor. While administered by man, justice is not rooted in man. Justice is ultimately rooted in God and His righteousness. Therefore, establishing right expectations for justice in this world requires not a crash course in our legal system, But a deep dive into the biblical and theological underpinnings of justice. To explore this vital subject, this book is organized into four sections, each addressing a key question. In Part 1, I answer the question What is justice? This may seem unnecessary to ponder, but like the foundation of a building, this basic question is where we must start. Everyone has their own ideas of what constitutes justice, and these ideas may contradict each other. How can what's right to one person not be right to another? How can justice mean different things to different people? I will show how justice has its starting point in God, not in man. We will study scripture together to see how the biblical terms of righteousness, justice, and holiness all contribute to an accurate understanding of what is right. Part 2 asks the perennial question, Why is justice elusive? It can feel as difficult to grasp as a soap bubble dancing in the breeze. I will give four reasons why we yearn for justice, yet often fail to attain it. While we have a legal system, we do not necessarily have a justice system. In Part 3, I address the question, how should we do justice? If justice is elusive, what does God expect of us as His children? I will move from the theological to the practical and show what justice means for us in the political, public, and personal arenas. While we may be imperfect in the application of justice because of our fallen humanity, this does not relieve us of our duty before God to pursue justice. Finally, in Part 4, I discuss the question, Will we ever see justice in this world? We yearn for it. We long to see justice administered consistently and fairly for all, Yet the drag of our depravity is an unwanted yoke skewing our judgment. More injustice, like that experienced by Dana Holland and Christopher Coleman, will unfortunately occur, and we need to correctly calibrate our expectations. In spite of this, there is hope. A different day is coming. God gives us the encouraging and comforting promise that one day, when the just king rules this world, justice will be perfectly and consistently enforced on the earth. While we wait for that day, we bear the responsibility and privilege to pursue justice to the best of our ability. I hope that this book's theological framework and practical ideas will assist you in this calling.